I've been thinking about how you could do a Bitcoin miner documentary focused on the the grid. Um, the grid in um, Texas. Actually. And how it could be used for political purposes, but you could keep it neutral and you could still have, have an effect that you really wanted to have. And that's in perhaps, you know, talking about the grid, making people more aware of the grid that we have and how fragile it is and just energy costs in general. Um, but, you know, I think I would start with, with um, I guess I'll just summarize the points that I think I would want to make in such a documentary. I would want to basically educate people about crypto, about Bitcoin, in particular mining, but I also want to educate them about our grid and energy and the policies that affect energy for the average person. And the way that the framework that I'm thinking about is setting it up and saying, you know, most people remember Enron. If they grew up, you know, if they grew up um, in the 90s, I'd say you probably remember Enron. And this is the basically not what they got in trouble for. They got in trouble, I think, for not really manipulating the market, but for fraudulent accounting, but they did try to manipulate the market. They did trade energy. They did basically lobby for California to have this deregulated grid. So language is super important. What's a deregulated grid? Does that mean the same thing to the average person as it does to the people who came up with the term? The, the only thing I can think of why they can why they think that our grid is deregulated is it is deregulated in a sense that they don't care about having reliable cheap power they they specifically don't care about having a reliable power they don't that's not one of their goals so if that's how you want to define deregulation sure but on the other hand deregulation is just a farce because Deregulation implies there's no rules and there's no regulations, but that's that's the opposite of what we have. We have a market that's set up that has all kinds of rules. We have a market that has all kinds of rules. And so if you have rules, you have regulation. Because regulation isn't law, and I did discover this recently. It's basically rules that, that bureaucrats have introduced. And so what we have is his the false idea that we have a market right where you have people buying and selling producing power and then selling that and you have buyers and you have traders coming in but there's all kinds of rules and there's all kinds of government interference especially with tax credits to certain industries like solar and and wind that distort this market too and don't don't set everybody up on a level playing field now i would again framing it as you have traders on one side, Enron traders, oil oil traders, the people who wanted to commoditize energy and make it tradable, make it basically a tradable commodity 
And on the other side, and I'm going to include the Bitcoin miners with that group as well, because Bitcoin miners don't care about reliability either. In fact, they benefit whenever we have unreliable grids because then they, the price spikes up and they can sell their contracts that they bought very low for very high. And they can also get paid to turn off, um, right? Because they, 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 they embrace being interruptible. Interruptible load is what they call it. And they embrace this. And they say, we're, the, we're one of the only, only industries that can do this. And they're right. And you want to know why? Because what they're using energy for doesn't really matter. So if you can point out that, hey, what they're using it for doesn't really matter, then that's a huge argument against the Bitcoin miners. So on one hand, you have the Bitcoin miners, you have energy traders, think of Enron people. And then on the other side, you have the people who actually need and want reliable power. These people are um, people, just humans, uh, hospitals, right? Uh, you know, you have a baby in an incubator, they need power. You have, uh, your mom is, is in the hospital or whatever. Um, they need power. They can't just cut the power. Uh, that's why they have backup generators. And that's why when the oil, when energy price spikes, they basically have to buy that power because they, they, they can't afford not to have it. There's, I mean, people will die. There's certain, there's certain people, certain industries, certain services that, that have to have the power. And so they get basically smacked with these huge bills, I suppose. No. Um, so, uh, so I want to frame it. If I was going to do a documentary, I'd want to frame it as there's people that want reliable. There's people that don't want reliable. These two interest groups are sort of pitted against each other because you can't have both, right? You can't have someone who wants reliable really and somebody who doesn't want reliable you know, uh, advocating for the same type of policies, same type of regulation, same type of market setup, right? They're going to have a completely different setup uh, goals in their market design and how, how they regulate the grid and, and what they punish and what they reward, basically. So you, and I want to compare the way that the grid is so complex to understand, our, our electric grid, the way it's set up, who's, who's running the show. ERCOT and then this public utility commission, right? That's a government entity that, that doesn't quite have power over ERCOT, but they kind of, I think, share power in a way. Now, ultimately, someone does have power. And I, maybe it's the governor, maybe it's the people that elect somebody into office, but ultimately, yes, we do have power over this system. It's just a matter of educating people into understanding why this, why this current grid system fails us you know, the people that want reliable power. And I, I, I think that the people that want reliable power um, are more powerful in numbers than the people who don't want reliable power. Although the people that don't want reliable power have cornered the market, are well-funded, uh, understand how the system benefits them and are keen to keep it going. So it is a big uphill battle, but I think, you know, when it comes to power and it comes to prices of electricity, which are going up because of inflation, but also because of our current policies, disastrous energy policies that we have in this country in general, um, you're going to have people eventually rioting in the streets because of this, this, um, this failed system, this failed uh, pol energy policy initiative. And then also there's the failed local, you know, this Texas state level, like this, 
failed deregulated um, grid, which isn't deregulated, <laughs> right? There's, it, I mean, how, again, how do you define it? You know, are you defining it based off of um, it's deregulated and that no one is going to be reliable for the power, for the lights to be on, right? Nobody's going to be reliable. No one's going to be reliable. Is that what you're calling deregulated? Because in my mind, that doesn't that doesn't sound so good. <laughs> or are you calling it, you know, deregulated, but you know, we're aware um, well, you think it's free, but but the market's actually set up and designed so that certain players get the benefit. In my mind, that's not really deregulated. That's like that's crook. That's a crook system. That's rigged, right, in favor of certain people. Um, so you pit the Bitcoiners sort of against the people and you say, look, the people want cheap, reliable power that's on when they want it to be on. The Bitcoiners want to be able to be interrupted. They don't care about reliable. They want price swings, just like Bitcoin is, is a, you know, commoditized in their eye. It's a commodity in their eye alone, right? It's an artificial thing that they created out of thin air. They think it's a commodity. Now it's not really. And I, I read that like if the CFTC makes futures off of like, a product, I guess, I guess, like Bitcoin. Now it's treated as a commodity. What? So you're telling me that like once there's futures of this this underlying thing, like now it just defaults to a commodity just because they decide to make some kind of product that that uh, that uses this underlying crypto. It's like ridiculous um, that that's the definition. That's that's their definition of a commodity. Whatever. I don't agree with it. But you know, I'm also questioning why is energy commoditized why is energy a commodity that's traded like a commodity when i'm buying power to my house i don't i'm not a trader i'm not looking to flip this stuff i'm not looking you know i'm looking to consume it i'm looking for a service that's reliable and cheap it's a, it should be treated as a service it should be treated as a reliable service yes you can measure it you know like i guess you're measuring how much energy you use to power right that, that can be still factored in to how much you have to pay but it shouldn't be treated that like a service. I'm not buying the energy, a commodity. I'm buying, like, I'm buying a service that I get to power my home. That's what I'm buying. So you pit these two groups against each other, and then you also say, just like you know, the word "deregulated" isn't really a good word, right? We've just exposed how 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 um, how on its face it's not what they claim it to be. Well, we also talked about how the in Bitcoin the word "decentralized." isn't really what you think it to be. And then I really want to explore, you know, go into that. And then I really want to also explore, well, you know, is Bitcoin worth it? You know, what what is it that, that they're actually producing with all this power? You know, because, you know, we have basically they have a right kind of, right? Do they have a right to power? I mean, are they a manufacturer of, of goods? I mean, you could argue that they're not. They're, they're an unproductive activity that only benefits a small group of people, that they're interfering with, energy policy, just like those Enron traders, right? They're advocating for policy. They're not really in consumers. I mean, they are, but they're, they're also advocating for policy, right? That affects them. Um, so, you know, if we have, if we have shortages, uh, if they're interfering with policy, um, if they're basically supporting a non-productive activity, I really question, you know, the, the idea that, that the government can't tell them to Hey, back off, you know, in times of, hey, we need to save this energy for us because it's so expensive and you're basically another competitor for, for this energy production. Uh, you're probably going to get the boot, you know, you're going to get the boot first, so to speak. And I normally wouldn't, would not agree with that. I normally would say, look, 
a free market sort of it's not a free market but we like to think that we do have freedom but we don't really but you know anyone who wants to buy power i think should be able to buy it within reason but i think the bitcoiners have actually violated a lot of these reasons why i you know i would you know basically support curtailment of their activities